Welcome to the Lead More Podcast. I'm your host, John T. Meyer. The Lead More Podcast is the show where we sit down with leaders of today to help inspire and create more leaders for tomorrow. And in this episode, I'm very blessed to sit down with my good friend, Nate Peppel. Nate actually is definitely one of the reasons why this show still exists. He is really the producer of the Lead More Podcast. He's taught me about podcasting. He has been the one to edit these episodes. Tell me what gear to buy is the show. You can tell this, the show has slowly gotten better and better thanks to Nate's influence. And so I wanted to bring Nate on to hear not only about his career and, and growth as an audio engineer, but his exciting adventure to come. Nate has sold all of his belongings, most of them, and bought a large van and is going to go on an adventure, basically. So we talk about in this episode where that came from, what he's hoping to find, what he's seeking, and sort of the self-awareness of where he was at in his life that he found that led him to this decision. So it's a really great conversation. I think you're going to enjoy hearing Nate, who's usually behind the mic, in front of the mic, and learning more about him. He's a, he's a great guy, and so I'm happy to have him on the show. And so with that, here on the Lead More Podcast, Nate Peppel. All right, welcome to another episode of the Lead More Podcast. Uh, I did this with my wife, so I think it's fun to kind of describe when I'm in a different place. I'm here in an empty kitchen mm-hmm. in an empty house on the west side of Sioux Falls with my buddy, Nate Peppel. How are you? Doing well, thanks. <laughs> so why is this house empty? Uh, because I had an idea maybe a month ago. Is it just a month? Yeah, it, it can't be any more than that. Dang. A month ago, I decided um, that I want to move. And yeah. I want to sell my house and I want to sell my car. And I bought a brand new van, uh, Winnebago, Solus Pocket. It's the new model for them. And okay. I'm going to go travel around. I know when, we, when I walked into your house, I thought, man, we should have done the episode from the, from the van. <laughs> <laughs> we could have. I thought about that. But I was like, ah, oh, the heater might be a little bit loud. Sure. <laughs> well, you're a sound guy. So that's, uh, you maybe don't know Nate by name, but he is truly the the producer of the Lead More podcast and the person I've been working with on this project from the beginning um, and has made all of my bad sounding episodes sound at least good or average. (laughs) My good ones sound great. Uh, He's taught me how to podcast the tech, told me what gear to buy. So thank you for being my sort of my, my Yoda along this journey. For sure. I like helping people out. Yeah. So what do you describe your um, occupation as of now? Um, I just say audio engineer, videographer, because okay. I do so many things in audio. I do studio stuff. I do live stuff. I do radio frequency coordination. I do a bunch of stuff yeah. with that. Um, just because living in Sioux Falls, I felt like I had to do a little bit of everything to make a good living doing it. And um, so I, I just call myself an audio engineer. It's just but I think general. you have made a good living. I mean, you do a for, lot of for diff- real. different kind of gigs. It's, so, it's really surprising, actually, because when I came here, I didn't think there was going to be that like opportunity for enough. me. Yeah, it's almost like I... There are guys who are making it, so I'm not going to say like I'm the first to do it or something, but I think I did it in a very different way mm-hmm. that people weren't doing already. So that's part of it. And then videographer, maybe. Sure. I really started doing video just because I have something to add on to audio. And I like doing podcasts and masterclass coursework type stuff, educational yep. stuff, some brand story stuff. Yep. It's not my favorite thing. I love audio way more, but I find that I can help people with video too. So it's, it's kind of fun and I learn every time. It's stressful though, because when you're doing it alone, there's a lot going on. Sure. Sure. But but I like that pressure. Um and and generally kind of self-taught. You started doing it in the music 
business. You were like a tour manager for a band, right? Yep. yep. I did that. Um, right out of high school? Right out of college? That was just before I graduated college. I was one year into doing some touring stuff. Okay. And then I, uh, I finished my last couple of semesters. The band was kind of doing their own thing, waiting for me to get out. And then once I graduated, I moved here um, mainly because it was the home base of the band at the time. Yeah. And you'd travel, you'd like set up the gig, you'd yeah. book the gig, you were doing everything. I didn't book it, but I was just handling all day-to-day activities. Okay. I was like doing settlement, like the math at the end of the night. Kind of an interesting calculation. Something sure. that I probably couldn't even look at now and like do. Like with the bar or the, or the venue. Yeah, it's all yeah. based on numbers and yeah. expenses. But uh, yeah, I learned, I learned a lot about the industry through that. But I was doing it before, you know, I... Uh, I started playing music when I was seven. I started writing when I was like 10. And I think I started wanting to learn how to record stuff when I was 14. And that's when I started learning audio. And um, then I started a business out of it in college when I was like 18. uh, And just kept going with it. And then when I graduated, I I was a marketing major. Okay. Graduated probably near the top of my class, honestly. And I didn't for a second think about applying to a firm or anything like that. Sure. It just wasn't on my radar. I just yep. wanted to keep doing what I was doing, and that was audio and touring. And yeah, it was funny. Like my my career just fell into my lap in college. I don't know if this is the right word, but I put you in the category of like a gearhead too. Like you really you know you know about audio too. It's not just like you've done the job or someone taught you. You're like pretty technical about it for sure. I think that's been probably my whole life. I think I may may have got that from my dad. Okay, he was really someone who like took care of things. Was really meticulous. And uh, like it was kind of perfection, you know, in a lot yeah. of ways. And I learned how to do that. <laughs> You're that, that way, just packing up your microphones. Like uh, it's everything's wrapped perfectly and padded and closed. Yeah. It it's hard though because there there are things that I can do that way. And some people might think like, oh, Nate's totally that way all the time. It's like, no. If if things are out of place, it kind of brings me chaos. But I can't like maintain everything. So you know, the bonus to the van life is that it's probably so compact that I can keep things in a really tight. Sure, order. sure. Not that I need everything to. Everything has to have a spot. Yeah, yeah, not that everything needs to be perfect uh, in my little world. But yeah, I like being technical. I like that side of things. I think that's where I've been strongest. I don't I do not do like super creative stuff when it comes to work. Um, but I have other creative outlets anyway. So, Well, and I think, um, you know, props to you because while I think the audio video community of Sioux Falls is pretty, pretty small and tight knit, mm-hmm. um, I just feel like your reputation is very gold in this community. And I, I've was, tried for that. It was always uh, really easy for me when people are like, oh, you have a podcast. Like, who, how'd you do that? Or what? You, uh, talk to Nate. Like, Nate's the guy. Like, send, you know, I send him to your way. And it seems everybody's always like, oh, he was great. I appreciate that. Yeah. And so. that is, that is the truth. You know, there are, there are certain things that I have said no to or haven't been the right fit for. But, you know, as I progressed, like, if there are things that I wasn't interested in anymore, I could just tell people. You know, like appreciate you reaching out, but like yeah. I don't have the bandwidth or like I'm just doing different things right now. Yeah. And I've always been honest about that and it's a good thing. So like for the stuff I am passionate about, I have a really great time working with those people. And for the stuff I'm not passionate about, I at least say in a kind way, like, you know, it's not for me right now. Like yeah. here's another person that might be able to help you out. Yep. Yep. Well, I wanted to bring on the show both as like a, you know, kind of a send off, but also you you hit our target demo we know that a lot of people who listen to the lead more podcast are you know growing leaders aspiring leaders sort of mid to early career um and and also people who maybe want to do it their own way who aren't necessarily like following the the, the tried and true playbook 
mm. or who are will- willing to step out on their own. And that's exactly what you're doing with this whole van thing. So let's unpack this. So about a month ago, you have this idea. And what I love is like, I don't think from what I gather, there was never really a moment where you hesitated that you still, that you could still do your business and do this. Is that true? Or did you wonder if that was good, if the two things could coexist? It took a long time. It took a long time to, like this happened in a moment, but like it's something that was on my mind for a long time. Sure. It's just like the execution. Once I finally said, I'm doing it. Okay. The execution was just easy because once you did it, a lot of your customers or clients are like, yeah, we still want to work together. Yeah, that's a big thing. And I think a reason why that was possible on the business end was because like I've I've made sure that I get to like a very personal level with the people I work with. Mm -hmm. You know, like I know you. Yeah, we've gone on bike rides. Yeah, we can talk about things. And I have that relationship with a lot of clients because I think that's fun. And and I don't know. I think like being honest and, and being vulnerable is like an important space to be in. And sometimes you don't get that in business world. So I think what's important sure. about that is that because I, I was on that level with my clients, they like, they knew who I was. So when they hear this idea, they're not like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah. They're like, that's cool. You should do it. Yeah. And, and we know you're going to take care of us from afar. Yeah. I agree. That's how I felt when you told me, I was like, that totally makes sense. Like he's going to do that. He's going to, I mean, you've gotten in big into climbing you love the outdoors you love uh to fitness and exercise and yeah i was like okay i mean i just need to drop my file into google drive yeah you're gonna produce the podcast anyway really i was remote with a lot of these jobs anyway there are certain things like the video only stuff that i was doing where it's like okay i'm not i don't want to be an outside producer on this sure i'm just gonna like give it to someone else even though that was maybe some of my highest paying work sure that's my sacrifice where it's like sure Switch some stuff over that was like... Well, you're not paying a mortgage anymore. <laughs> yeah, I actually paid off the van already too. Sure, awesome. So it's Good for just, you. yeah, my, my expenses are going to be so low from here on out. And I don't know. I've, I've never... This isn't for that reason. Like that's a bonus. Sure. But it's, it's not really because it's like some big money savings thing yeah, and I'm yeah, trying yeah. to like do a big plan. I honestly don't even know when I'm going to quit doing the van thing. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. So it's a yeah. TBD. Yeah, I have no idea. And I think that's important because I think if you if you set an end date on something, all you are is forming an attachment to when that is. Hmm. Yeah. And then yeah. I mean you yes, you can make the most of it, but like I think my goal sort is to put be, some pre- time pressure on it too. Yeah. yeah it, it's something you're thinking about. And um I don't want to have anything like that. I don't need to. Yeah. Do you I was gonna ask you, do you think in any way was this part of, you know, a lot of people um had sort of like a a reassessment of their priorities on the heels of the pandemic and COVID and, and decided, you know, whether they changed careers, they moved, they moved in with family, they, you know, lots of just changes in life. Was this any way attributed to that? Or is this something, an idea you had years ago? Um, I would say that uh, this is something that's just been building over time. It's, you know, to be honest about myself, like I've been a super anxious person my whole life like painful anxiety. Hmm. And the only, the only piece I ever found in it was when I had moments of enlightenment. And like, I think I've just been tirelessly searching for that for so long. And then uh, recently, I, uh, I just discovered new things that I, I, uh, I used to let go of, like all that pain that I was carrying. All of the things I thought I was, hmm. uh, the titles. Sure. Whatever it was, you know, like the things that I was clinging to in my mind, I like let go of that. And like so much pressure was relieved. 
And I stopped, I stopped thinking like I, I need to be a certain thing for someone or I need to stick around or like, what, what will people do if I'm not here? You know, and, and also just uh, my own fears for like what I was going to do and what sure. I need to do. Because yeah, I think at some point you identify with the person who makes easy money in Sioux Falls. Sure. Because like everyone calls you and you get to like chill and do your own little thing. And like, I'm not going to lie. My life was pretty cool here because mm-hmm. I built it that way. I mm-hmm. built it to just be like roaming around, doing whatever, working with who I wanted to. And uh, I think part of me thought like, damn, does it get better than that? Sure. Does it get better? And then, um, yeah, then I kind of had this opening moment and I, I realized everything I spun in my mind of like, what should I do with my life? Everything just got back to this point where it's like, dude, all you've been doing your whole life is preparing for this. Yeah. Everything, like everything that I want in life, like what I value highly equates to living in a van and traveling. <laughs> it's so funny. Like I could break it down and sure. be like, I like being minimalistic yeah. and I yeah, don't yeah, want to yeah. have, there's, yeah. you know what I mean? Just like 30 things Some like alignment that. that kind of really it, came together. It all aligns. And like, it's 2022. Hey, like I wish I had like a Tesla van that drove itself and like all <laughs> sorts of stuff. Like, but in 2022 or 20, you know, coming up here, um, it's as good as it gets. Sure. Like what I just did is as, like as good as it gets for my situation now. So and there's nothing more to ask really. Cool. I mean, it's just like, it's what I wanted. I can completely relate to that feeling of, of wondering, is this as good as it's going to get? And, and questioning like, was our decision to sell the business? For sure. You know, am I, I going to regret that? Or, or, or like I had it, I was so lucky, right? To lead this great team. And now I'm going to change that. Like there's a lot of that. But you know when something inside of you is like saying, time for the next thing, and, right? Time to push. Yeah, and even since like you announced that you were going to get out of this, and you you were kind of telling me a little bit of this stuff before it mm-hmm, happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you were telling me ideas that you have, and and even since then, like you've changed ideas a couple times on like, oh, yeah. what you're going to do after the fact. But like, it keeps feeling more solid as we talk. Too. Yeah. Yep. No, I think you're right. I, I think I can relate with that. That's great. That's cool. So, um. So let's talk through the logistics a little bit. You got this van outside. How big is it? I know you're a gear person, so you can give me all the specs. <laughs> I don't know all that stuff. You don't know so how big it is? It's, I think it's like 18 foot long. Okay. So it fits in a normal parking spot. That was important to me. Yeah. So this is uh, Winnebago's newest model. It's built on a Ram ProMaster 136. See, so I don't even know what you just said. It's just like, it's the wheelbase. So it's like a shorter wheelbase. Okay. And, and and it makes it so like you can fit in one spot. So this is that makes sense. I don't know. It's like a you see sprinter vans around, mm-hmm. like very high top ones. This is Rams version. Uh it's a little bit more What's your clearance? You gotta worry about that? I think it's like ten feet or something. Okay. The AC that they have on it adds a lot, but yes, I have to worry about that. I can't go through drive throughs. I can't do a lot of things because of that, which is kind of a bummer. Yep. But yep. you know, there's a workaround. That's the compromise point. Um but yeah, it's not it's not super big, but it has things, you know, it has a, like a Murphy bed that goes up and down. It's got a counter in the back. It has like a garage space is what I would call it. Okay. It has, um, 20 gallons of fresh and gray water. It has a 20 pound propane tank. Gray water? Gray water is like, um, so there's gray and black water with RVs. Okay. So gray is like something that would run through your sink. Black sure. would be what would go through your toilet. Okay. Yep. There's no like toilet like that. There's a porta potty. There is in the van. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, what else is with it? So the 20 pound propane is really handy because that's like what you put in your grill and they have interchangeable, you know, stations. So you have like everywhere. a stovetop or? Yep. or you, okay. I have a stovetop and also the propane uh, runs a, they call it like a boiler heater okay. by a company called Truma. Okay. So you can have like a thermostat control, just perfect heat in the van. Hmm. 
So if you want to go into colder climates, sure, it's good. If you're in really hot climates, though, unless you have the 30 amp plugged into the side of it for electric, you can't run the AC because okay. it's too much power for the solar panel. And that's another thing. Solar allows you to be anywhere. And do you have solar? Mm-hmm. Cool. I have 190 watts on the roof. You can add more panels if you want. They have all, all sorts of like inputs. Um, but mainly that just needs to run fridge, lights, power electronics. Cool. And yeah. And you're not trying to necessarily like put a studio in the no, van. No, okay. I, I, I mean, I'm sure there are people, you know, we could be doing this podcast sure. in there. I'm sure I will do podcasts with, sure. with people on the road. Uh, but no, I'm not. Otherwise to, you'll be, I mean, you'll find, you'll co-work or you'll find, you know, coffee shops and you'll do editing or do you yeah, think you'll, probably do you, libraries. you have Wi-Fi or like, oh, libraries. Yeah, I think libraries will be big for me just because like I need a more quiet area. One, to do my work, but also that I think I just function better in sure. like silence because I'm pretty used to that. I love that. Libraries will be big for me. <laughs> <laughs> 2022 libraries. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah. Um, okay. So you're going to Arizona first because yeah. it's cold and you're, which is smart. You're going to get out of pa- here. Partly that, partly because I have a shoot. That's another reason why I'm kind of getting on this really early because my friend Luke, who, uh, I assist in his studio over at GPAC. Okay. And um, we're also really good friends. Okay. He said, hey, I'm going to Arizona. I don't know if you can make it out there, but I have this shoot that you could totally be on. You know, I'm thinking about it like, yeah, it kind of rushes me, but like some money. It's like a friend at the end of my like first journey that I'm taking. Yeah. It's just like worth it. So That's good. I think familiarity is nice when you, you're basically totally shaking up your entire life and yeah. going out on your own. So a familiar face will be nice. And, and I also kind of want to justify all the gear that I'm bringing. Sure. Because it's like, after that job, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll probably just do my remote stuff and I'll just have like a laptop and like some headphones and a few other pieces of gear that I go into the library with. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's kind of good to like utilize the gear and know that, okay, this will I get I brought used. it for a reason. Yeah. yeah, I brought it for a reason, for sure. Um, and are there other sort of bucket list items or locations have you sort of tentatively plotted i know you don't know how long it goes so maybe it's just go as the wind takes Uh, you uh i was thinking about as soon as i got done with the shoot in arizona going right to yosemite okay i might do that we'll see um but if not i'm cool with arizona for a while and then yosemite once it gets warmer and then i'll just head up um head up north from there and I would like to land in like British Columbia once it gets nicer. Cool. I really like it up there. And cool. the whole trip up should be good. But I'm probably going to hang on the west side of sure. the country. Yep. I think it's just uh, best for what I'm doing. Do some of your climbing. and Yeah. I'm going to be basically living in climbing. So you areas. need to make like a, a like a Nate tracker, kind of like a Domino's pizza tracker, right? <laughs> so that we can like find where you're going and then, hey, I, I, I got friends in that city. You should go meet them. Yeah. You should do that. You got to update us somehow. That'd be cool. I'm always pushing you to create content because you're always the guy on the other side of the mic. I know. I, I've thought about that a little bit too. Um, I don't want to create a YouTube just to be like like Nate, the other guy who's sure. on the road, like the all the guy. other van people and they're talking about the ups and downsides of, you know what I mean? I don't know if I want to do that. But I think that, I think there are things that I have like to teach people and it's going to be very different than those kind of channels where like you're, you know, some good looking person in a van or something yeah. like yeah. that. You can be that too, but I don't want to be that um, person. What uh, I wanted to ask, what it's still early, but what have you learned about yourself thus far through this process? Because even what you've done thus far, sold your house, sold your gear, most of your gear. It's a um, lot. Said goodbye to friends, family, like not goodbye to clients, but like it's going to be different. So like still have changed quite a bit in your life sitting in this empty house. 
So what have you learned about yourself? Um, there's a lot of point, points where you, uh, you find yourself in resistance to what you're doing rather than just um, following your intuition and what you need to do. And I hit one of those points last night. I was super exhausted. I came back from a shoot in Lincoln where I shot like five different videos for mm-hmm. a client. And um, I know I have to edit that stuff. I'm trying to get that edited before I go. But my biggest stress, you know, yesterday was um, I don't have everything put together yet. I don't have the house cleared out. I don't know exactly what's going in the van. And I just had to like take some time and breathe and just think like, okay, you know exactly what you're doing. You just need to zone out the house and say like this pile is going here. This pile is going donations Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm. van, whatever. Like I just needed to take control of uh, the packing situation. And um, it's funny how like you can catch yourself getting worked up about it sure but then just know like you know exactly what you're doing yeah it's just like packing for a gig but the gig's your life yeah your new life yeah and yeah it sounds like you're pretty in tune with um your mind and your body and like that's super important to me that's a practice yeah for sure i can tell so flipping that question and then we'll finish with some rapid fire what would you say to someone who maybe listens to this podcast that maybe just a few months behind you who has is feeling some sort of unrest or um discomfort or just like feeling of uh i i'm i need a new chapter or i need to like change things up i want to you know flip flip my life upside down in a good way um if someone's feeling that way because that's sort of how i view your big change here you're kind of you're gonna go for it you know like it's gonna be no matter what you'll get stronger and you'll learn from it no matter how long you go for sure. Um, maybe you'll be back here in a year or six months or never. So yeah. what would you tell someone who's feeling that way? Uh, I actually had a post about this. You liked it. I don't know if you read yeah, through yeah, it. Yeah, I did. I think the advice would be what was taught in that. Uh, it was, a, it was a, an audio cut from a Ram Dass documentary that I watched. And he's kind of like a little bit of a guru to me. You know, it just opens you up in a lot of ways. But I think the biggest thing is like knowing that um, your attachment to what you think you are or what you think you need is what's standing in your way. Because deep down, like, I'm just a human. I, I'm just like a loving being. That's all I care about. Deep down, that's all I care about. I don't care about the status of anything. Mm-hmm. I don't care that I might be like a popular audio engineer. Like, what does that even matter? Mm-hmm. Um, that, that attachment has, has caught me in a lot of ways. And it's, it's not been helpful to me at all. And I think I've just focused more on uh, just becoming more of a loving being rather than like a, a character. And, and I think the, the whole needs factor is another thing. Like my needs were um, that I maintain this life that's easy, that I know is easy. Like, does it get better? And then I, I realized like, oh, there's actually another level that you could go with this. And there's like a little bit of compromise, but what do you really need? Like my need uh, was m- more freedom, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and yeah, I think it's going to be hard sometimes. Uh, but another thing I wrote in that it's supposed post, to be hard. Yeah. Because like all of my growth and I've recognized this forever is come from the pain, mm. you know, everything, like there's something beautiful on the other side, always mm-hmm. like this whole life is just curriculum to making you <laughs> a better person. That's good. And all the hard moments like that they're worth it. And if you see every day like that, you, you just like. It flips your reality. Yeah. You just realize like, man, dude, life is cool. Even when it sucks, it's, it's really like helping and it makes me a better person. And then you show up the next day and you're 
you're stronger and if you have that same mentality, like life's pretty cool no matter what you're doing. It's really good. It's really good. Yeah, I was hoping you would go there. I, I was not familiar with that guy, mm. uh, but listen to that clip. I mean, first it caught me off guard because it was an Instagram photo that was just an audio clip. Yeah. yeah. Right? And so that was good actually because it made me like sit and listen to it, sure. which I'm sure was maybe the intent. Um, <laughs> it's and, just what I had. It's just how I could present it. And I just thought, yeah, that, that, that idea that the attachment, the thing you're seeking and striving for is actually the thing that's holding you back. Yeah, it's not, it's not about um, having no preference. It's about not being attached to what you didn't get. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of like stoicism kind of wrapped in that for sure. Totally. I know we've talked yeah. about that in some of our yeah. conversations. So um, I never remember how old you are, but well, however old you are, that's a, a lot of wisdom to have at that point in your life. So thanks. I've um, looked really hard for it. Yeah. Good job. Well, let's do a quick uh, little rap, rapid fire to, to, for folks who want to learn a little bit more about you. Um, I don't know if you're a reader, if there's a book, a podcast that you recommend to somebody, maybe more from this gentleman. Yeah. Um, I don't read a whole lot. Some books that I thought were really important. Um, Super Life was a good book. Uh, for anyone who watched the, the um, docu-series, what was it called? Down to Earth with Zac Efron. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah. Surpri- people said surprisingly it was quite good. Yeah, yeah. It really, he, he was a, a very real human being in it. And um, this, this guy who's with him, Darren is his name, super interesting guy. Huh. Uh, and it's just him sharing his life passion of find, finding like superfoods and like a proper diet for people. And I don't adhere to it all the time. But sure. like, there are a lot of things that I learned in that. Um, cool. I'm other books. That. Yeah, other books would be The Four Agreements. I think that's a really good one for people who want to um, learn some basics of uh, non-attachment. Just learning how to take things, like not take things personally from people mm-hmm. and, and just understanding where other people come from. Um, yeah, cool. those are a couple books that I've done this year. Cool. Sounds like that. Those clearly can like chart a path toward where you're going now based on some of, those, some of that content. Yeah, and they're good reminders. Um, how do you unplug? I mean, you're, you're kind of, seems like you're always working, which thankfully it seems like you love the work that you do. Yeah. But I, I have a couple of guesses, but what do you do when you need to detach yourself and unplug? Um, you know, there's a point in my life where I think I watched like shows or something like that, but I don't do anything like that anymore. I feel like I'm either climbing, um, that could be with friends that could yep. be, uh, just alone. And, um, I'll do kind of like meditative type things if I need to as well. But uh, yeah, Climbing just like, like yeah, big, big interest, right? It's a big one for me right now. And, and there are a lot of cool things socially that have come from that. But also like um, it's a very serious thing to do when you're, you're making anchors, you know, that are like saving your life. Yeah. Um, like leaning out over an edge and like all you're connected to is a couple of cracks and like a rope. Sure. You know what I mean? Like Some metaphors there. It's cool. It's like, it's really cool. And I, I really like having that um, responsibility, but also like that sense of, sense of like being calm within that. Sure. That's, um, that's really peaceful to me. Cool. In a weird way. Uh, Jesse Itzler, who's the guy who um, actually started the 29029 hike that oh, I did. Uh, yeah. Okay. And I follow him on, on social media. And he had this really cool post about, I don't know how old he is now. He's in his 50s. But when he turned 50, uh, it was this post about how he made this bucket list of 50 things he wants to learn after he's 50. Hmm. And there's like there's some science and, and some research around if you keep learning new things at that point in your life, you, you actually sort of you know make yourself younger or sort of extend your life. Because hmm. we spend so much of our professional life you know 
becoming a master of audio engineering and and you get so good at it. But by the time you're 51, 52, it's just going through the motions. Like you've done it all by that point. Yeah. You have to have a sense of openness outside of that. Yeah. And so, you know, I think he hired and granted this Jesse has um, some wealth in life, but he like hired a ping pong coach and then he did base jumping and then he learned how to be a a chef. And then like, you know, all these things I just thought was so cool. And it kind of makes me think of you just now I'm into climbing because you weren't climbing like 12 months ago. No, I started six months ago. Yeah, and now you're like really into it. Yeah, I think I've always had like little passions like that. Um, I have just weird thought, hobbies. Yeah, I'm like huh. got into unicycling like heavily <laughs> when I was like 15 to 18. Okay, you, you actually saw a video of me doing that once, just like one foot idle on my lunch break one time. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like a pickup line. Like there, yeah, come by on your unicycle yeah. or something. There, the climbing's the first thing since audio, though, that's really had me. Okay. Like, I love bikes, but I, I love climbing way cool. more. I asked you this before, and you were, you were thinking, and then you said, I know. So, what's your superpower, Nate? Uh, so, I think with this uh, extended, extended like, sensitivity to like, emotions that have caused like, anxiety for a long time, I think it's also a really big strength. Yeah. Because I'm able to like, dissect those things. and um, like I can't, I can't go back and change my childhood or all the stuff that really kind of like set me in a direction that I didn't want to be in in some ways. I think a lot of us get wired throughout yep. our formative yep. years. I agree. Um, you know, I can't change that stuff, but I'm so grateful that I have the ability to um, dissect my own emotions and try to like figure this stuff out now and also help other people. Um, you know, I don't know if like what I say always makes sense to people, but I think sometimes like what I say resonates on a very deep level with people, even though they don't um, talk about those concepts often. Yeah. So I think that's maybe my superpower is like emotional intelligence in some ways. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not always perfect. <laughs> no, I agree with that. I was going to say perceptive, like which I think could be your own emotions or mm-hmm. like when say anxiety is creeping in or when you need to reset or detach or, but also I think you're really perceptive of, of other people so like your clients your your, yeah. um, your your relationships you've built a lot of solid networks so i think that's which is emotional intelligence i think we're speaking yeah the same understanding thing. the energy of what's going on yeah, yeah for sure um okay you've edited enough of these so you know the last question we always ask is who are the leaders who have inspired you or the people in your life who've helped to get to where you are um i'm so grateful for like the parents i had growing up um I don't have perfect parents, but I have like a mom who's insanely loving. Hmm. I don't have a dad anymore. He passed away, but he was like, he taught me a lot of skills, man. Hmm. And it like, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, damn, why am I learning this stuff when I'm 14? <laughs> yeah. Why am I driving a truck? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for like having someone who taught me to take pride in things. And like, uh, and outside of that, there's no one in particular because, you know, I don't know anyone too deeply. And, and also at the end of the day, I just really, um, I think my favorite leaders are anyone who is authentic. Anyone who um, is honest with who they are and where they're at and they just show love for other people and they, they try to help as, as much as they can and whatever that is, you know. I, you don't have to be famous. You don't have to be rich. You don't have to be anything like that. I think the best leaders are people who are just like, real and honest and when they slip up they apologize yeah that's great Mm. 
Well, you'll probably dismiss this, but there is no, this is episode 76 and there is no way that this show gets to this point without you. And I mean that sincerely. Um, You've taught me a lot about how to do this stuff, but you've also just been there in a pinch when I've sent you, you know, sometimes like 10 PM on Wednesday. I've made this commitment to try to do one every week, uh, which is (laughs) I'm disciplined is not my strength. And here we are 75 weeks later. We're still doing um, it. Still doing it. So undoubtedly, you are such a huge part of the show. So I'm glad that we could finally bring you on. Thanks for having me. Help on it. Um, yeah, you bet. Well, we'll track your journey wherever we can. Uh, if there is a place, let us know and we'll share it in the show notes. But at least I'll follow you on Instagram to see which state you're in next. That's probably the best spot to keep up, honestly. Perfect. Well, uh, bon voyage and safe travels. Thank you. All right, and that is our conversation with Nate Peppel. Thank you so much, Nate, for coming on. Like I said, good luck, bon voyage. We will follow your journey. I'm sure we'll have you back on the show. Certainly, you'll be still involved in the show, but we'll do a check-in and see what, you, what you've learned mid-adventure. With that, thank you, as always, for listening to the Lead More podcast. We drop new episodes every Thursday, like I said, and you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. So follow on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, follow on Spotify, wherever you are. Leave us a review if you can. That really helps other people find the show if they're new to the show. So as always, thank you, take care, and be well.